What's up, everybody? Welcome to We The Process, episode three, with Tim and Paul. What's up, Paul? What's going on, Tim? You know, I'm just relaxing. Yeah, straight fucking eclipsing today. Yeah, dude. It's uh, such a such big news. So cool, man. Yeah, it's news it's in front of the sun. Um, it's pretty cool that Donald Trump was also staring at the eclipse when he wasn't supposed to. That's baller move. Yeah, I don't know if the picture is real or not, but I can just assume that he probably just, like, was. Stri- he would probably was just doing that. You're just looking straight up in the sky, just squinting. Just yeah, maybe maybe he didn't even know about the eclipse. He was too too busy, like focused on his head being up his ass or something. I don't know. All I know is it's a baller move to stare into the sun when yeah. no. Yeah. Well, it's well the sun is sun is cold. It's cold, but it is bright. It I'll is bright. It is also bright, cold and bright. Um, but yeah, what's up, everyone? Uh, this week we got a ton of stuff to get into. Um, Eagles played another preseason game. Um, there's a you know a rumor that people want Lashawn McCoy back. Um, we're gonna break down the Eagles' schedule for this year. We're gonna you know talk about the Chris Long and Malcolm Jenkins. Um, you know, national anthem business. Um, and we're going to debut a new segment and we're going to bring back, you know, a solid favorite that everyone's, everyone seems to like. So, um, we're going to get it going with the process. Let's go. Okay, so the Eagles had their second preseason game this year so far. They played the Buffalo Bills. They actually won this one 20-16. Kyle, did you see anything cool? Even though it's preseason, it's always good to come out of the stadium with a W, especially in front of the fans down at Lincoln Financial. Yeah. It, it was. They were pretty tame, though. Um, Ronald Darby's pick, it, you know, people started getting a little ruckus. Yeah, a little eruption. Yeah, it, I mean... They felt the same way I did. I was pretty fucking excited. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, first team defense, uh, Roddy McLeod had a pick. Uh, not, Roddy McLeod had the tip that led to the Michael Kendricks pick. Um, Michael Kendricks, that's pretty cool. Looking good. Yeah, so he was getting first team minutes, mm-hmm. um, which was different from, obviously, they liked him in the first game, so they moved him up. You know, it's a second pick of the preseason. That's pretty impressive. Um, what did you think? I think that they, they probably moved him up with the first team just based on he did play well the first game, but Tyrod Taylor is also known to get outside of the pocket and he's a mobile quarterback, so it was more of a scheme fit too where he can play a lot of contain. But I did like that Jim Schwartz sent him on a couple blitzes and they had him sit back and do a little pass protection and everything. Yeah, they were blitzing a little bit more. You know, as you get to the closer to the end of the preseason, the third preseason game is like the dress rehearsal. So as you get closer to that third game, you start to see what they're scheming for the year, and obviously they're going to start blitzing a little bit more as it looks now. Um, they didn't blitz a lot last year, so hopefully that'll help. And it's going to help having Ronald Darby as a corner because I think it's going to take a little bit of stress off Jalen Mills, making that much better. So, again, Ronald Darby looked good. He had a pick. He almost had a pick six, too, earlier before the pick. The actual play, uh, Tyra Teller's rushed out of the pocket. You know, throws a pick. Anquan Bolden just like I think that's when he decided to retire. Uh, right that at that moment. exact moment. No, I think right before because he kind of his route he kind of just kind of blew it and he's like you know what, fuck his this. eyes dropped. Yeah, he's cool. like fuck this. I don't want to run this route anyway. I also want to retire. I want to face. Uh, I want to help like do some humanitarian stuff. Good for him. That's great. He's always been that kind of guy. So that's pretty cool for him. 
Uh, Jordan Matthews didn't play. You know, we traded Jordan Matthews in the third rounder for Ronald Darby. He had a you know, chest injury. You know, his f- first practice he got hurt. Yeah, a little disappointing. Kind of wanted to see him out there just to, you know, play. But it's a shame, but yeah. whatever. Too Not early, on the Eagles anymore. Too early assessment on that trade. Howie Roseman fleece the Bills. Let's go. Let's go. Ronald Darby is the man. Uh, we have a great corner. The first team offense had a little bit of a struggle. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey blew blew one of his routes. People are freaking out because he hasn't been practicing either. So it seems as though the chemistry that Doug Peterson's been talking about with him and uh, with Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey isn't really the case. And we're going to put that to bed right now because yeah. it's preseason and it was their first time on the field actually competing yeah. against another team that was trying. And it's all going to come. Just like Jay Cutler said today in an interview, like all these people are worried about the about the chemistry, just like you said. But they, he said, don't worry about Alshon. Alshon is good. Yeah. You know, I actually, my skin's been crawling all day because I know Jane Cutler was like in like a five mile radius of me right now. And I kind of don't like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I just love seeing the pictures because like, I know they wait for an, actually they might not because he always looks like that. He, he, oh, but he's got like, they just like, and all these pictures, it's like him, he's got like his shoulders dropped on the podium, just like him like looking down. He's got like a double chin with like chin stubble. Like he's just a disgusting human. Yeah. So there's resting bitch face. It's like a thing. I think it should be resting J face. It sh- we should inc- that's ours now. Copyrighted. We the process. Resting J face. He's always he always has it. And if your name's J, you probably have it. Everyone named J has resting J face. Clearly, he's very sad, somber. He looks like he's just been up, uh, like awake his entire life. He looks like he doesn't sleep at all. Well, whenever he's about to go to sleep, he just goes outside and he burns a cigarette. I think we just uncovered Jay Cutler's a vampire. I think that's what it is. He looks like a vampire. That's what it is. We cracked the case. He's got pillows under his eyes the size of fucking kings and queens pillows. We need to do everyone a justice and go down there right now. They're probably staying in Center City somewhere with the garlic and the sharpened stick and a cross, and we're going to take care of this. You know what? Every, humanity will be better. One less vampire. But Dolphins fans will be even more excited that we got rid of Jay Cutler for Maybe them. a little Son Kaepernick. Who knows? I Someone needs to. Gosh. That'd be an interesting way to get signed to a team. Oh, yeah, our starting quarterback was a vampire, so uh, yeah, fucking we're going to sign you. Vampire Slayer came in you were our second choice behind an actual vampire, so congratulations. Uh, yeah, the first team didn't look so good, and it looks like the running game might be sort of a problem. People think that, but, again, you need to chill out. We had Lane Johnson playing on the left side. It's not his natural position right, right now. I mean, I know that they're trying to work him in, which I like that they did that in the preseason at least. But then we had, you know, a replacement over on the right side, and then no Brooks was in. And, you know, he, Doug Peterson was running sweeps with LeGarrette Blunt, and he's yeah. not always going to do that. He just kind of has to first see how it works, probably try to teach Lane Johnson how to step out of step out and pull on the different side. Right. Just everything along those lines. Easy to criticize Doug Peterson for doing that because, you know, what you're going to hear is, oh, DeMarco Murray and Chip Kelly, that's all what he did. But I think Doug wants to see what he can do. LeGarrette Blunt is known as a north-south runner, but he also is known to break tackles and run over people. So maybe Doug was seeing if he could also do that on the sweep, which gets you, get you around everyone. Um and see what he could do out in the open field. Just getting blockers in front of him. Right. Just like you saw the one the one play when Scott out of the pocket yet again, yeah. like he always does. And he threw a little like dart over the middle to um to Blunt. 
And then Blunt took a step back and turned around and looked for his blockers. Right. Then he ran with them and picked up the first down. Right. And that's what we're going to, you know, look for. Maybe coming out of the backfield, look at what Blunt's known as. He's, he's pretty good out of the backfield. Um, North-South runner. But... That's past their, uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I looked on their, their depth chart today, and Sproles is still the number two on the depth chart, followed by Smallwood. In my opinion, um, I've heard good things about Wendell Smallwood. Obviously, we haven't seen him in a preseason game yet, but people are saying to cut Blunt because we live in Negadelphia. He's already like doing a terrible job, clearly. He can't run the ball. This and that. They're using them wrong. Yeah, it's 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 going to turn into a big thing. Cut LeGarrette Blunt. When, although right now, we should be cutting Donnell Pumphrey if it really comes down to it. He, he's an interesting guy, but if it really came down to it, he would be the odd man out. Corey Clement looks like he could be a player. Maybe in the future. I'm not really sure what to think about him. Because he was out there later in the game. And again, I just don't know because running back is such a mystery in the NFL to me because I feel like you have two years to be good and then you're going to start declining. Right, and it looks a lot more like when you look at Pumphrey, he has a lot of pros and cons, but you know he is interesting where the passing game and he's quick and quick twitch and all that kind of stuff. He's small, but as prospect goes, I think Corey Clement is a way better prospect to try to grow than Pumphrey. Right, and... Pumphrey's upside, we haven't seen at all. Like, not, from what I've gathered, not in camp and not in the preseason games. So, is he just not going to be the same, like, college player translating into the NFL? Because obviously, not, if every college player that was good translate to the NFL and be the same player, then, you know, there'd be a lot of good... There wouldn't be any busts. Exactly. So, is he just, I mean, we picked him up in, what, the fifth, sixth round? Uh, something like that, fourth round, I mean. Yeah, so, again, they took a flyer on him. It may not pan out. I don't think, though, LeGarrette Blunt should be the guy cut because I think his upside and what he can bring to the team could be way more important than a punt returner or a second Darren Sproles. Like a slot receiver. Right. Running back. Because we also have a ton of wide receivers now that are good. Obviously, we're trading him. We traded Matthews to get Ronald Darby. But Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, Jeffrey... Torrey Smith, we have a lot of guys there. They're going to want to keep, I don't know, are they going to keep three tight ends? They're probably going to keep three tight ends. Um, I know that they love Trey Burton. They love Trey Burton so much. Now He, he can do a lot of things. So is he the second now over Selleck? Um, it looks like that a little bit in the passing game because Selleck was in really late in the game. Plus they use they can also use Burton as the, um, the fullback when Blunt's in the game. So you would keep LeGarrette Blunt? Yeah. Over Donald Pumphrey? Yeah. All day? Yeah, so would I. So, like, LeGarrette Blount would be my one still. Even though he hasn't shown much, granted, he's a veteran and he's in the preseason. I feel like they get, like, it's kind of like senioritis, but the we're preseason. Just, he, he's old, too, so we're kind of just wringing out what he has left. We're just twisting him like he's like a wet towel. Right. Give us a year. Give us a solid year, and then we'll see you later next year. Yeah, and the other thing I thought was pretty interesting about Clement over Pumphrey is... I know Deuce Staley's big guy on pass blocking, and that's exactly what I saw from Clement. I saw him picking up blitzes, and I saw him pass protecting for what for Wentz and for uh, McGloin. Yeah, my boy McGloin, slinging the rock. That's all he does. He's a nitney. Yeah, nitney. Yeah, that's what that's what they do. But Clement, as well, 
he's working out of the backfield catching passes and coming out of the draft. Obviously, he was an undrafted free agent. Um, in camp, he's been working on his like catching out of the backfield, and it's been improving. So obviously, he's been improving in camp as opposed to Donald Pumphrey, who's regressing in camp. And it's been showing in the game. I saw him catch a couple passes. I saw him that one touchdown run was still like what it was still good like ten yards, wasn't it? And just honestly, just to wrap it up there, he, I would would take Blunt and Clement over Pumphrey, and and even Smallwood. Yeah. Well, kind of what have you done for me lately? Exactly. So they're gonna probably gonna keep like four running backs. I would think so because you know Darren Sproles, you know, like has that X factor sometimes. A punt returner, he's like deadly. So they're not gonna get rid of him. Yeah, it's gonna be Blunt and Sproles' last year probably. Yeah, probably. And it would be sad to see him go, but they all are also getting both up there in age. So, but the, we're gonna close talking about the preseason game on Derek Barnett being a monster. Um, he had another sack. He had like four uh, rushes for the quarterback too. Um, he's got like I don't know. He's he looks like a starter to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think he looks like a starter, and everyone's always talking about that Ben, that Ben that he can get. And exactly. That's what he got on there, he just kind of just put up his left hand and just went right around, just kept him on his shoulder and sacked the quarterback. And you that's know what you want to say? He's gonna he's gonna start creating a problem on the defensive line. All of a sudden, again, we have a problem because we have too many good players like that sounds great to me uh he might slide into Vinny Curry's spot maybe I mean Vinny Curry Vinny Curry has to produce this year last year he didn't really do too well and you know people have been talking you know about Vinny Curry as well as Michael Kendricks maybe flipping one of those guys to like acquire an asset to you know maybe fill out a position of need or get some draft picks back because you know we have been trading some of them but you know I would trade Vinny Curry right now. Michael Kendricks looks good. I think depth at linebacker is always a good thing. Obviously him and Jordan Hicks. So, like, maybe Vinny Curry is the guy who goes. You have Derek Barnett who comes in and is a starter. I mean, you have Chris Long for depth. Um, but I think that Derek Barnett looks like an NFL player. And maybe we got a great guy with our draft pick this year. God, I hope so. And we're going to be able to see a little bit more of him in the third preseason game, I would assume, since Brandon Graham, he was out of practice today with an injury. Um, some of his triceps very minor. Everyone was saying that he's going to be okay. But since he's already shown that he's in, he looks like he's in season form, he was making plays all over the place, hustling in the preseason. We know what we have with Brandon Graham at this right. point. So I think we should just go ahead and sit him for that game and let Derek Barnett really get in there with the first team. Right. Yeah, and that, that first team D looks great. Now with the addition of Ronald Darby, Derek Barnett, if he keeps it up, that's going to be a pretty intimidating defense. And, you know, it's going to bring back memories of early 2000s, late 90s. Jim Johnson. Yeah, Jim Johnson, D. And yeah, hopefully we'll blitz a little bit more because just like me and Tim were talking before the show that we noticed on both of the plays that were picks. In the, I know we had one at the end of the game too, but they both came on blitzes where the quarterback was getting pressured. And the one was a tip, and Michael Kendricks picked it. The only one was Ronald Darby's pick where we sent we sent Bradham and Kendricks off yeah, the edge. Exactly. And if your linebackers are getting there, your your defensive line's doing some work up there too, which is great. So switching gears here, a huge part of your team's success or failure in a season comes down to your strength of schedule. And we're gonna break down the Eagles schedule right now. And in my opinion, the Eagles have a pretty tough schedule this year. Um, opening up like back-to-back games on the road, um, 
yeah, they have a pretty brutal like end of schedule too. So we're gonna get into it right now. Um, week one, they open in Washington, which I think is gonna be a loss. What do you think, Kyle? Well, given the history, we know that we're very bad at FedEx Field, where the Redskins play. Which is like the shittiest stadium in the NFL, by the way. I know. It's up there. Like, the Raiders stadium sucks, too, but obviously it's going to be phased out. But FedEx Field blows. Like, yeah, it's terrible. They have to put the, like that, that vinyl cover up on the upper level because they don't even sell tickets for up there. So they make this... <laughs> they literally make... They their, reflect their fans. Like, yeah, they act like there's different fans up there. They make their stadium smaller because... So it looks, I guess, more full. I don't really know. But, um... But yeah, but given the history, and we lose there a lot. But I'm saying that we're gonna flip the script this time. We're gonna we're gonna go in there. We oh, get the W. Opening day, getting the we've W. We've got we've gotten the W week one for a couple years straight now, uh-huh. and I think that's gonna continue. Right. Okay. So Kyle's got a win. I've got a loss. We're gonna go into week two at Kansas City, visiting Big Red, aka the Kool Aid Man, aka Can You Get Me a Sandwich, aka Pork Chop Man. Yeah, ham sandwich. There's, yeah, uh, let's go eat a ham sandwich. So. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I think that's a loss. Yeah, Arrowhead Stadium, hard place to play on the road. The Chiefs are kind of, I feel like they're kind of falling off now. People aren't really talking about them anymore, but they still do have that defense. They got that secondary with, you know, Marcus Peters and yeah. all them guys. And they're still, I still think they're a solid team. Alex Smith can get the job done. Yeah. Arrowhead, obviously, is always a tough place game to play. Game manager, Alex Smith. He's not that good, but he's a he's a game manager. They got Tyreek Hill as their number one now, and they have Travis Kelsey, who's a pretty good option at tight end I, I i just think it's a bad spot for the eagles again so i think they're starting zero and two i think that's a pretty hard one two to start off the year you know maybe maybe the run game's not all there maybe the the, the chemistry with the wide receivers isn't all there to start so um, i say oh two kyle's got him one one we're gonna roll into week three versus the giants home opener that's a w i think that's a w as well uh, maybe they'll break out the black alternates because they just mop the floor with the Giants wearing the black alternates all the time. Yeah, they love wearing the blacks when we're playing the Giants. I don't yeah. know why, but it works. Yeah, it works every time. I don't care. Let's get a W to start the year, uh, early in the year, division opponent. I have them one and two. We're really going to see what our corners are made of at that game. Yeah, that's going to be something because, you know, they loaded up on offense. Um, they didn't load up on offensive line, though, so it's going to be really something interesting. Their offensive watch. line's a little questionable and their run game's a little questionable. I honestly I cannot remember the name of their starting running back. That's I know a great I know point. it's some wacky Oh man, I can't remember his name right now. This is real bad for our brand. Yeah. But this he's is not bad. very good. So this is bad for really our matter. knowledge base. We, neither of us know the Giants starting running back. I just guess I what? saw it the other day and I just don't remember. We are not is. a Giants podcast. We're a Philadelphia sports podcast. Fuck the Giants. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's a W. Alright. So I have him one and two, you have him at two one? Yeah. So Two division wins to start off the year. Which is great. With, with a loss to Kansas City, I have a loss to Washington, a loss to Kansas City, and a win the Giants. Week four, they're at the Los Angeles Chargers. I have a W to round them out at 2-2. Two and two. What do you think, Kyle? I actually think that one's going to be a loss. Okay, so at... And at, it's not, it has nothing to do... I know the Chargers are not good, so don't be going crazy on me. But I just think it's, it has to do a lot with the traveling. They're coming from Washington, going to Kansas City... Coming all the way back home to Philly, then flying all the way back out to LA, and they know that they got to come all the way back after that. And I think sometimes that can get to teams, even if they're great, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it may be a tough spot. I just think the, the Chargers are that bad. It's just going to be a. Oh, they are terrible. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They very much could win that game. I just think it's a tough spot. Okay, 
So you got a loss against Chargers. I got to win. Week five versus Arizona. Arizona kind of rebuilding a little bit. I'm not really sure what we what they have right now as far as the product on the field. I think there's a lot of like variables with them as well. Um, I have it as a loss though because they just I don't know. There's there's something about playing the NFC West and the Eagles. It just never works out lately. Right. Um, and they're just really competitive teams out west. So I think that's going to be an L. I'm going to take that one as a win. Okay. Just because I could I could kind of see Carson Wentz kind of you know playing around. Going and running around, getting away from their pass rush. Tearing apart Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Putting his hand in uh, Hassan Reddick's face as he tries to, <laughs> as he tries to sack him. I, I just think uh, maybe stopping the run might be a problem for us this year. And you got David Johnson. I think he's going to be. He, if you remember the last time uh, that you saw David Johnson play against the Eagles, uh, he yeah, he carried um, a man. He carried a man on his back for about a hundred yards. That was like I think my jaw dropped. Was that Byron Maxwell? Yeah, it was somebody. Good oh, guy. That fool. That 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 man. Sorry, um, he got torn up by Alshon Jeffrey today uh, in practice. So oh, that's all right. my. That's right. Is is Kiko on the, on the Dolphins? Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. You remember that whole thing? He's that was just the such out. an he's interesting the time in, in Kiko, our... Kiko, as much as not the man he is, he's the man. Like, oh, gosh, Kiko. So, uh, so I have it as a loss at Arizona versus Arizona. Win. Kyle has it as a win. Yeah. All right. So, week six at Carolina. I have it as a W. I don't know about this Carolina resurgency everyone's talking about, saying they're it's a bounce-back year for them. I just don't believe it. I really just don't think they're a good team. Like, Cam Newton can be good all he wants, and Luke Keekley's on that team. I get it. But, you know, they got Christian McCaffrey this year, who apparently is looking pretty good in camp. But mm-hmm. granted, I just still I just have question marks about that team. They play in a very competitive division. Even though, you know, a few years back, if you remember, that division was so bad but they always play laughed at them. Yeah, but they always play tough games against each other mm-hmm. and I think Tampa is going to be a lot better this year. So I think that Carolina isn't going to really that's not really going to help them at all. I don't see them winning that division. Not to get into their division too much, but they also have the Atlanta Falcons in there yep. and, and the Saints. Yeah. That's that's a that's a tough You never division. know with the Saints. They they could be terrible or they could be really good. Yeah, they're like a wild like, card. But as for the Carolina Panthers at the Carolina Panthers, I have that as a win as well. W. All right. So, week six was at Carolina. We both had a win. Week seven versus Washington. I have another L against the, the Redskins. I, there's just, just something about playing the Redskins anymore. Think Kirk's got a number, man? I don't know if it's Kirk. It's just I, we play down to them. I feel like we've been, like, the last couple, like, last year I thought we were the better team. Just the way we played the Redskins. Obviously, records didn't turn out the same. But I just think when we play the Redskins, we're, I don't know, we're just like a play or a couple plays away. And I think the Redskins don't play good games when they play us, but they still beat us, which really It always me comes mad. down to that, like there's plays. So I have it as a loss, Kyle. What do you think? I also have it as a loss. Yeah. So you're going one-on-one with the Redskins this year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, granted. They but, always seem to get our number at yeah. least once. And like the thing to do when you when the Eagles schedule come out, comes out, you always think it's going to be a split um, between the division opponents, which, you know, generally comes true um but last year we i think we lost both games to washington last year too yeah we did i was so, at one of the games too yeah well, obviously the one at home i went to the one uh, a couple years ago the redskins game when deshaun came back to philly and we had if did we he get won, hurt on like the first play or something no um i think he actually had a decent game but it, we had to win to like keep our playoffs hopes alive it's actually the last game Chip oh wait Kelly yeah coached. never mind i remember the last game Chip yeah, kelly yeah. coached uh that was terrible mm-hmm. um but anyway so we both have it as an L. 
Yes. Okay. So, week eight versus San Fran. In Philly, San Fran. At the Stone <laughs> Stone, w. Stone W. It's, a, it's our lock of the week. <laughs> it's our lock of the week. Um, so... We don't have we don't really have to go into that one because we know what San Francisco is. It's home and it's San Francisco, yeah. and they're just not good. So week nine versus Denver at home. What do you have? I'll take that as a win. You think it's a win? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I also do too. Um, Denver sh- proves nothing to me. They have Trevor Simeon. It was named today. He's their starting quarterback. He is not a good quarterback. And granted, he won the position over Paxton Lynch. But is that Trevor Simeon being better? Or Paxton Lynch is, just isn't good. Because I remember when Paxton Lynch got drafted, he went like 13th overall. I think they got him. Now they traded up in the end of the first round. Right. Oh, that's right. That's what happened. But regardless, I just thought he was overrated throughout the entire draft process as well. Um, that was the Teddy Bridgewater draft, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were were thinking he was better than Teddy Bridgewater. Was it? I think nah, I think Teddy Bridgewater got drafted the year before You think that. so? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. really sure. But that nah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter at this point. Paxton Lynch isn't good, so that's the point of that. Neither is Trevor Simeon. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have that good pass rush, but I just feel like we have our line together. We're going to be probably gelling by that time, right. and Wentz is known to be able to get out of the pocket and avoid the pass rush and complete balls. Their linebackers, yeah, they got Brandon Marshall still. He's not. He he may may not be good, but you know, I just I just feel like that's probably a win for us. All right, cool. So then week 10, we go into the bye, which is cool. We have a late bye. I like that. Coming out of the bye, perfect timing at Dallas. Stone W. I got that oh. as a loss. You have it a lo- at Dallas, mm-hmm. coming out of the bye as a loss. They have Ezekiel Elliott back. And I you think, think so? at, at Dallas, they're going to want to send a message to us, especially since I have us uh, already going and what what do I have us? Two and one in the division already? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think they're going to come to get us that week. I, I don't think so. I, th- I think that... Dallas lately, maybe Dak by week 11, you know, he's having a bad year. I, I don't think Dak's going to have a good year. I really just, for some reason, I just don't think so. Um, Zeke obviously isn't going to have a, a, a year like he did last year, uh, taking the world by storm, just like da- Dak Prescott did. Um, but I, I just think coming out of a bye down in Dallas, I just think uh, it's going to be pretty good for us. Right. All right, so that was week 11, week 12 versus Chicago at home. That's a win. That's a stone win as yeah. well. Uh, Chicago, obviously, rebuilding like they do every year, it seems. They got Glitch Trubisky. Shout yeah, out Glitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hell, yeah. So, uh, week 13 at Seattle. What do you think? I'm going to take that as a win. A just w. because every time we seem to go in, first of all, we play Seattle every goddamn year, it seems like, and we're always getting our ass kicked. Right. Now, I think this is, this is the year that it's over for yeah. us. We're going to come in there and we're going we're gonna to put ourselves on the map. I, I think that's an L. I just think uh, going out there, it's a rough place to play, Century Link Field. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just have it as an L right now. Obviously, my feelings could change if the Eagles go fucking 12-0 and when they roll into that game, 13-0, and or yeah, it would be 12-0 and when they roll into that game. I'll be like, you know what? I think they're going to take this one. But, you know, I just think it's going to be an L <laughs> like, right I now. I have it as a win. You have it as an L, and you're an asshole, so that's fine. All right, right just moving move on. on. I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, week 14 at LA Rams, I think that the Eagles do the L.A. sweep this year, which is going to be a cool thing because everyone's going to do it. Anyone that plays the Rams and the Chargers in the same year is going to beat both of them. In They're the just going to have a great time It's going to be the L.A. sweep. It's going to be a whole a whole thing. If yeah, you I'm going to take that as a win as well since we're staying out on the West Coast and there's no of that travel bullshit I was talking about either. So we're going to be staying out there, and I think that's going to be a win. Right, and, and week 15 we come home. Uh, no, sorry, we had pretty much come home. We go out to the New York Giants uh, week 15. I have it as an L. Um 
we we won their earlier matchup, I thought. And just up there, maybe they have some sort of like home field advantage. I don't really know because you share a stadium with a with another team. Is it really your home field at that point? But I'm gonna take that one as a win. W. Okay. Um, why do you think that? I just think that we're gonna have the Giants number this year. Eli is gonna be deteriorating by week 15, so I think that you <laughs> know we can be, really capitalize on that. He'll be sacked like a thousand like. A thousand times by then. He'll have his resting J face on. Uh, his, oh, hashtag. His Eli face. Yeah. So, week 15 at Giants, I, I have it as an L. You had it as a W? A W. Okay. So, week 16 versus Oakland, Christmas Day. That's Christmas a bunch of coal. That's, uh, that's Santa bringing coal in everyone's face. That's an L. Yeah. We're, we're going to be like all like happy because the Sixers just blew out the Knicks. Blew out the Knicks by like 25. Um, but I think that's going to be an L as well. Yeah, uh, Oakland's Oakland, going to be a good team. Yeah, Oakland's going to be a tough team. They got that franchise quarterback, yeah, he's Derek good. Carr. Derek Carr's good. And they got the receivers out there. They got Amari Cooper. They got the boys out there. Yeah. You got, you got um, what's his name, Marshawn? Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. He's going to be Skittles. running out of everyone. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he's even still playing by then. Hopefully uh, Khalil Mack isn't close to Wentz at all. Ever. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Ever. I hope not. Ever. <laughs> so that's an L on Christmas. Um Bringing us all a pile of shit for Christmas. Thanks, the Eagles. Um, week 17 versus Dallas. They're closing out with a win. Yeah, that's a George W. So, do you have it? Are you 11-6? and eleven and six? God, I don't know. Or 11-5? and five? I wasn't keeping track. I think you were at 11-5, and five, man. Yeah, um, this is a positive sports podcast. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm definitely positive. I also want to be a realist. I don't want to be a, a Philly homer. You know, I don't want to be the guy saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you don't have to be a Philly homer to look at the schedule and say, determine the wins or losses. Yeah. And if the wins are too high, you don't want to just say, oh, that doesn't seem too realistic. And That's a good down. point. That's a very good point. Maybe I need to be more positive. Yeah, this is what we're doing here, man. <laughs> we stay positive on this podcast. Exactly. So, I have been 9-7. and seven. Uh, Again, I, I just want to see growth. I don't, care. I don't care about playoffs this year. I really don't. I want to see growth. And it looks like we're seeing growth already. In the preseason, which is good because we're, then we're going to definitely see some growth in the regular season. So nine and seven probably doesn't make them to the playoffs. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a competitive division. I think the Giants are going to be a little bit better. Dallas, you know, they're going to be good too. I don't I don't think about I don't think the Redskins are going to be that good. I just have as every year. Yeah, I just have a feeling. I don't know. Kirk Cousins is playing in a contract league, contract year because they tag him every year because they're assholes and they won't commit to him. I just feel like how he came and put us in position this year to, make to win the division if if need be and if the stars align, right. we could win that division. If the sun aligns with the moon. I've never seen that before ever. That's never happened. Is before. that called something? Uh, no. And all I know is if you're the president, you should stare at it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're right. I think he, he retooled to, to make a run this year and you get in the playoffs and who knows, man. You get in the mean, playoffs, who cares? I mean, they may very well knock out 11-5, but God damn it, get off my back. Let's let go. Me, let me fucking dream, all right, man? Let's go. <laughs> so, as you know, the Eagles played the Bills this year in the pre- like the last preseason game, and our boy, former Eagles Shady McCoy, was playing. Looked good. He looked good. So, obviously, because we live in Philadelphia, immediately after the game, the trade rumors start sprouting up that... Uh, shady back to the Eagles for I I saw it was shady to the Eagles for a first round pick. That'd now, be r- ridiculous. Ooh, all right, first off, before you add any of the trade whatever into it, would you want Shady McCoy back? Yes. There's two questions you can ask. 
Would you want Shady McCoy back? Yes. Yes, because I also agree. Yes. Would you give up a first-round pick for him? No. Absolutely not. Like, who came up with that? That, that Like, people don't understand how valuable a first-round pick is. And they give it up for just Shady McCoy. That, that, that's pretty much just like you're really going after it just this year. Right. Because he doesn't have many years left. The shelf life on a running back. I know he still looks quick, but that can, it's a slippery slope for a running back, and especially th- when he gets old. This all plays into everyone thinking LeGarrette Blunt is like terrible. Like If Ryan Matthews is my running back this year, I still wouldn't trade a first-round pick to get Shady McCoy. You know, maybe a package of later round picks. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would consider. If he was twenty five years old, right? Yes, maybe. I I would lean more towards yes. Maybe I would consider trading Michael Kendricks if we're gonna get Shady McCoy. Maybe I would consider it. Maybe I would weigh you know Shady back in Philly, Shady in running at the running back position as opposed to depth at the linebacker position. But I don't. I still don't know. I would definitely trade Kendricks for Shady, no doubt. No doubt, heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I, I think he, it's the offense, man. I think people got a little nostalgic seeing him uh, back in Philly. Obviously, the last time he came back. He's just uh, shady, man. Yeah, he's shady. He's a cool dude. Last time he came back, he was all pissed after he's the still, game. He's he, still on the side of the link, man. Yeah. he. Uh, I think he loves it here. I mean, he's from PA. He's from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, he's from around there. Yeah, he went to Pittsburgh. Um, he's a Pitt Panther. You know, coming back, everyone just felt nostalgic. Everyone felt like... More nostalgic if Jordan Matthews played in the game. I saw some Jordan Matthews signs, like, thank you, kind of thing. You know, we love we love uh, our former birds. We do love our athletes. Yeah. Especially when the teams are bad, and those athletes that, like, we really cling on to, like, we just love them so much. Right. Just, like, Nerlens and, like, all that Spencer kind of Hawes. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> Casper Ware. Casper Ware. KJ McDaniels. Oh, we just our boy Tony Roten. Yo, dude, yo, Tony Roten was balling. The, I saw it on Instagram. He, was he has no ankles it. anymore. Yo, he has zero ankles. He has rubber bands for attendance right now. Yeah, I, I saw he's he's playing ball again for some team. I don't even know. Probably like that Seattle league. Yeah, that, but, um, it's definitely not. He's not old enough to play in the big three league. So oh it's some God. weird, weird league out in Seattle. No one should play in the big three. The league. Starbucks league. I don't even know what it's called. Jesus. But yeah, so obviously. Philly is so funny, though. Like, Shady just plays one game, a preseason game. He doesn't even play that long. And people are like, you know what? They're gonna, the Eagles are going to trade for him. And they, someone will release it, and then all of a sudden it'll be a thing. It'll be like, well, then that's how the sports talk radio over there, they pick it right up and they make a four-hour show out of it. Yeah. It's it's whack. Oh, dude, that's a hard job. Like, we have a podcast. Like, we don't talk for that long. We do it once a week. Yeah, we do it once a week. They talk for, like, four hours. and A day. They'll stretch stuff. And they'll go for four hours, and like I could not. I think about that all the time. Like that is hard. Like you gotta stretch talking about shady coming to the Eagles when it's definitely not going to happen. One, and it's just like. And then you got all the bonehead callers. Oh, you, uh, yeah. You should trade Carson Wentz for Shady McCoy. Oh God. What? Who knows? Yeah. Package deal: Carson Wentz for Shady McCoy, and Tyrod Taylor, and also the rights to sign the Ryan brothers. Good God. God. Oh my gosh. Even though they're fired, we just bring them back in. Too busy. They're running their own, like, we get in a fight at a bar ring right now. Yeah, they probably are buying up Buffalo Wild Wings by the dozens right oh now. Oh my god, they're, they're, they're uh, B-dubs moguls at this point in their career. They're just fat. Alright, so it's for everyone's favorite time of the week. It's Frankie's favorite play of the week. We bring in this dude we ran into. It was by mistake. You know, we ran into Wawa. We you know we're we're checking out and we some guys yelling about God knows what and we look over and there was this guy wearing like these cut off jean shorts 
some Nike Air Monarchs and a wife beater, and like we're just like, yo, we got to talk to that guy. We bring him in to break down plays for us. His name's Frankie. What's up, Frankie? Yeah, Timmy, what is going, dude? Uh, oh my gosh, we bring Frank in. He really just it just like breaks down these plays in such a way I can't even describe it. But I'm just gonna let him loose. He's gonna break down his favorite play from the Eagles Bills preseason game. Um, let's hear it, Frank. All right, yeah, I'm just trying to get right into it. You know, I just I smoked a newbie like five minutes ago, and like I'm really itching to get another one. So let's make this quick. Um, the the play I want to talk about is the Darby pick, dude. First, you have Tyrod. He's he's in the backfield in the shotgun, and so the play starts. And Jimmy Shorts is he's dialing up a blitz, which we don't see we don't see that often, dude. And you know, I like that. I like a guy that can really get after it. You know, throw the fireballs. And so they're rushing in there, and Tyrod's freaking out, bro. He's like, "Where am I gonna fucking go with this, dude? Like, I just gotta roll out, and I'm just gonna throw it, and hopefully someone comes down with it." So he's getting pressured, and he tosses that rock up. And good old Ronnie Darbs comes down with the pick, turns around, dude, and just runs like the wind, like he's playing in the schoolyard back of Wawa. He's in the PSE and G lot, going to the trestle, dude. We're, he he's just ready. He's just running. He eventually gets tackled, but dude, I love seeing that. Frank, thank you so much for coming on and breaking it down. I actually think I hear some police sirens, so you should probably get out of here. Yeah, I'm about to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Dude. Well, again, that that was Frank. You know. He's already out of here, man. He he kind of split pretty quick. Yeah, dude, he's a wacky one. Yeah, he's, he's one in a million, that Frank. He's a good guy. So we're going to debut a new segment. It's called Ask the Process. We pull your questions from Twitter. Uh, we put out a tweet earlier today asking some uh, asking you guys to you know kind of join in. This is what we really wanted to do on this podcast, and today's the first day we got to do it. So me and Kyle were like so fired up about this. Uh, we're like composing the questions we got, and we got some good ones, so... Uh, first question, Kyle's going to read it. This one's from my uh, my friend Andy. Um, What's his at, Twitter handle? At AMUSMC56, former Marine, Semper Fi. Thank you for Semper your service. Fi. Um, he asked, who do you think will have a better year, Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz? That's such a good question. Now, it's, a, it's such a good question because it's such a hard question. It is. But people are going to disagree with me, and I know you're going to disagree with me. You're going to say Fultz. I'm going to say Fultz, and you know why? They're both in their rookie campaign. Mm-hmm. They're both playing their rookie year. Mm-hmm. And now, I want to be right. I'm going to be wrong, but I think it's going to be Markel Fultz. I just, he's going to, he's not going to be the main guy. Ben, ben Simmons is going to be controlling the ball, and I think that with the addition of J.J. Redick, you have to, you know, you're going to, I don't know who you're going to double, so I think Fultz is going to be open a lot. And I think he's going to, he's going to be working on his game, He's gonna be cutting into the basket, slashing to slashing the hole. I think he's gonna be had the better year this year. Well, you think I'm gonna disagree with you, but I'm actually gonna agree with you. Wow! Just because don't get me wrong, Simmons is amazing, but I just feel like the load on Markel's shoulders is going to be a lot let a lot lighter it's than Ben Simmons. Absolutely, he's gonna have like the lightest load for a number one pick. Like there hasn't been like a number one pick usually comes in and he has to transform the franchise. But he doesn't. Because there's two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> and ben, ben Simmons is going to have to handle the rock all the time. And you know you see what they talk about, rookie point guards, a lot of turnovers. Right. A lot of mistakes. I mean, I don't, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to have that many mental mistakes, but it's very easy to get into that. Right. And he's Exactly. He's going to limit the turnovers because he's not going to have the ball a lot. That when he gets the ball, he's going to be catching and shooting, or he's going to be driving the lane. Exactly. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. 
Next question. All right, this is actually from Andy as well. Wow. My man, so nice. Dude, supporting the process. Yeah, he, two questions. Let's hit it. He's a great guy. So he put, this is one for the people, my God. Oh. He said, if you had to get rid of one, which would it be? Wawa or just cheesesteaks in general? Like, cheesesteaks, like, off the face of the earth? Going. Okay. Well, Wawa, going. Okay, so this is, for, one. this is for the people. Cheesesteaks have to go. You can't get rid of Wawa. You can't. It's, it's so hard. Because if you think about it, if you get a cheesesteak anywhere other than Philly, it's fucking terrible. That is true. But our Philly brethren, we can't just... That's the one thing we have going for I us. know, because like we don't have that many icons of Philly, obviously. Like, the, the, like all the... Like, yeah, let's go see the Liberty Bell, dude. Like, yeah, that's it. Stuff like that. Oh, let's go get a cheesesteak. Maybe you're... No, but dude, Wawa is like so clutch. Wawa is always clutch. Like, it's always there. It is. It's, it's just, like it's like a friend that you never thank for being your friend. It's just like a warm blanket. It's a warm blanket. Something it's the cold side to. of the pillow. Oh my god. Any good analogy, it's Wawa. Wawa's just great. It if if far reaches everyone else, and don't get me wrong, I love cheesesteaks. Me and Timmy had a couple meetings before we even started it. You can ask him right now what I got. Yeah. Both of the meetings. I got a cheesesteak with some french fries, and I'm not shamed about it one bit. In fact, he was like, yeah, you probably just think I'm some sort of, like, cheesesteak heathen. And I was like, I was actually thinking that, man. Well, I would say you're absolutely right, and I don't care. Yeah. You can judge me all you want. <laughs> cheesesteaks are great, but I think Wawa is the spine of the Delaware Valley. Oh, man, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. It, 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 you just can't get rid of it. But I am. No! I am. Just because it's... Wawa is great, yes, but there are also just other stores that can be utilized to grab and to combine into a Wawa. Wow. Because you, you go in somewhere, oh, I'm just going to go get a drink. There's a bunch of other places to go get a drink. You want to go get a pack of cigarettes, whatever, dip. There's plenty of other <laughs> places. Yeah, I'm just saying. Get your peach Kodiak. The, the, only one, the only person I'm really worried about is Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. Where is he gonna get his coffee? Where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? He can't go to Sev. Yeah, sometimes Sev's got, Sev's got sometimes he gets locked out of his trailer. Where, like, what's gonna happen? Who knows? Yeah, he'll just sit by the waterfront down there, like inhaling all the pollutants on the Delaware. And if we get rid of cheesesteaks, what will they show on nationally televised? <laughs> <games? Every laughs> yeah, they, they always show a guy making a cheesesteak. Every time, everyone's just slapping an abnormal amount of cheese on a yeah. bunch of cheesesteak, Rocky statue. And a fade out of the the Ben Franklin Bridge. Oh yeah, Ben Franklin Bridge with the, with the lights. Oh yeah, on it. of course. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna have to save the cheesesteak. I'm sorry, Wawa. Plus, I got a Royal Farms opening up around the corner. So what's up, Royal Farms? I can't believe you throw me some that. money. <clears throat> I hope next time you go to Wawa, the doors are locked and everyone's pointing and laughing. I will at you. literally be sad because I had Wawa for lunch today. Look at look at him doing that. I got an Italian hoagie, very good. Last question. Last question. One comes from. The mastermind behind the intro and outro music. Yeah, shout out to Jake for... If you guys have been wondering about our intro, um, obviously we used a Run the Jewels song the first time, and I was kind of getting scared because I don't want them to... Uh, Sue us or anything. Yeah, because this podcast is so huge. Copyright infringement. Yeah, I don't want... Cease and desist. We have so many millions of people listening to it, we were afraid that, like, you know, Run, Run the Jewels was going to get... What yeah. do you call them? Run or Jewels or just... Oh, Run the Jewels. RTJ. Okay, well, there you uh, go. K- Killer Mike and LP. They're great guys. But... Shout out to Jake for hooking us up with the intro. And we we're just like, hey, man, could you help us out with that? And, he, and not only did he make us one that we really liked, he met us. He sent us like four that we really liked, and we had to narrow them down, and uh, we picked the one. But shout out to Jake. He got us a question. What did he say? All right, so at Jake McHale, this is the first one. 
best farm system in Philly right now? The Flyers. Yeah, the I'm Flyers. Gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. The Flyers are stacked. They like, they have the. It's like someone wrote about it. They have the top farm system in the NHL, and that's really important. Um, but it's it's clear cut. The fucking Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, that's that's an easy one for me too. That's definitely the Flyers. Just like you said, they have the top prospect pool in the NHL itself, which means that they have the best one in their respective league. And the Phillies, they had the number one prospect pool, but it's sort of dipping off a little bit. Yeah. But they're still up there, and they're really competing, and it's between those two. But the Flyers, I think, with their – they just have so many defensemen in the pipeline. Yeah. A couple forwards now coming. they yeah. got a couple goalies. Nolan Patrick. Yeah. And he also asked another one, team with the brightest future. Brightest future. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with your Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, clap your hands, everybody. Philadelphia 76ers. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. Yeah, so it, it, that's, a, that's a great point. Um, it's, it is the Sixers. They, you know, it's the process, man. It's just, it's the birth of the process. It's Joel Embiid. It's Ben Simmons. It's Dario Saric. It's Markel Fultz. And JJ Redick. Exactly. That's your starting five. Like, I'm just so excited about the season. It, we're still... We're, it's October, uh, October 4th, I think, is when the preseason starts. See, I even know that, like, years hyped. before, when do you know when the first preseason game for the Sixers is? You're just hype, man. I'm so hype on the Sixers. And it's funny, I saw uh, a meme by, uh, who posted it? Max Rappaport? Yeah. He, it was just the picture of Trump, like, squinting up in the sky at the Eclipse, and it was, like, me looking at the, at the Sixers' young core. It was uh, just like, ah! Oh, uh, it's so bright. The future is bright with the Sixers. It's brighter than a partial solar eclipse where you can't even look at. 80%. 80%. You can't even look at it. You have to put on special glasses. Yo, they should make special glasses to watch the Sixers play because it's going to be so fucking bright. <laughs> so bright. That's We're going to have to reflect off the floor. So that was a new segment. We're going to try to do that maybe every show. So next to- next week, we're going to put up um, on Twitter, if you follow us, at We The Process. Um, we're gonna, you know, shoot out the tweet asking, you know, for questions. So asking for questions—that's such a thing to say. But you know, we want you guys to contribute. Obviously, we're gonna read them on air. Um, we really appreciate the couple guys that did it today. Um, but next week, it's gonna jump right into it. Absolutely. So during the last Eagles preseason game, during the national anthem, um, Malcolm Jenkins raises his fi- uh, raises his fist in the air, which has been his thing. Um, but something different that happened this week was Chris Long um, put his arm around Malcolm Jenkins during the National Anthem. And after the game, obviously he was asked about it. I'm going to read what he said and uh, just tell you how I feel about this. Now, Chris Long said, I just told Malcolm, I'm here for you. I think it's a good time for people that look like me to be here for people that are fighting for equality. And then he goes on to say, if you don't see why you need allies for people that are fighting for equality right now, I don't think you'll ever see it. My thing is, Malcolm's a leader, and I'm here to show support as a white athlete. Now, I don't want to get too far into this, because I think that speaks everything in that quote of how everyone should feel right now about the situation in Charlottesville and what's going on in the country. But I just want to say, I am very, very, very glad that this guy is on my football team. Yeah, it was a very courageous move. Obviously, Malcolm, great guy. He's very involved in the community. 
and goes about it the right way. He goes down the city hall. He talks to officials. He goes on ride around with police. Does it the right way. He doesn't even sit or kneel during the national anthem. He just raises a fist. He doesn't want to disrespect. He doesn't want to disrespect anyone like the troops or anything like that. He's just showing that he's just showing that things in this country sometimes aren't equal. And just like he said, we won't. We don't want to get too far into the politics here. But I very much respect what Chris Long did, and I 100% agree with what he did, and I would do the same. We got some good guys on this Eagles team. Um, yeah, that shows a good camaraderie too. Yeah, like that's one way, especially. Malcolm is the leader of the team, leader of the defense. Obviously, Carson is the leader of the team, too. But to get behind Malcolm the way he did, especially being a defensive guy, just really shows already how much of a role everyone plays in, in the locker room together. And uh, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Again, on Twitter, follow us at we the Process. Um, we're on Stitcher now, so you can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, and you can listen to us on Stitcher. No excuses. Yeah, if you don't listen to us on Stitcher, and you don't know what Stitcher is, it's totally cool, because I have no idea what Stitcher is still when we're on Stitcher. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Timmy sent me a screenshot. Yo, we're on Stitcher now. I was like, sweet. Don't yeah. know what that is. And I'm all right, like, cool. Yeah, we're on Stitcher. It's pretty fucking cool, man. But anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Thanks a lot. Take it easy.